Hey, it's good to see you today. Welcome to our journey through scripture. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin. This is our Tuesday edition of our journey through scripture. Um, we are uh, we took last week off as we were going through Holy Week, had, had a few things going on. And so now we're picking it back up um, and we're, we're right, getting close to the end of Holy Week today in, in our chronological walk through scripture. And, and so we're going to look at John chapter 12. Uh, and 13 today, as well as Matthew 26, Mark 14, and Luke 22. All right. So again, a lot of these will be the same, uh, but, but there's there's definitely some different, some subtle differences, and sometimes some pretty big differences. For example, the Synoptic Gospels, um, which is Matthew, Mark, and Luke, are a little bit different than John. And remember when when like John was written, it was I think it was the um, the latest of the Gospels that was written. Um, again, it was it was written um, kind of as a message, as a sermon in a sense. These are not um, hit, these are not written like as a historical record. They're they're written to share the message of Christ as well as tell about the the historical things that he did. Um, and and so the the timing on the last week is a, a little bit different from the synoptics to the gospel of John. Um, but again, those are, are small things that um, really are, are insignificant as far as the validity of what happened. Um, they are just told from different perspectives for different purposes, um, but uh, they they still give us a, a unbelievably um of course, I believe accurate, but a detailed um, account uh, of what happened, and and we see um, so so many uh, interactions on that last week that just teach us so much about who Christ is and what He desires for us. So we look at John chapter twelve. Um, this is kind of John doesn't spend a lot of time between the triumphal entry and then the the Last Supper. Um, there's there's not a whole lot of, of time spent there. The, the synoptic gospels, remember, we've had lots of interactions with the religious leaders. There's been tension that has been building. Uh, Jesus has done a few miracles. All, all of that stuff has been going on. John doesn't spend much time on that. He kind of quickly goes um, to the, the Last uh, Supper, but he does have uh, kind of uh, Jesus um, discussing and, and talking and just kind of having um, a soliloquy, if you will, um, John chapter 12, verses 20 through 50. Um, uh, Jesus is uh, um, uh, predicts his death on the cross. Um, it says, uh, verse 27, Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this purpose I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Um, you know, and, and then a, a voice from heaven saying, uh, I have been both glorified. Uh, uh, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Um, you know, so this interaction that Jesus has, it's confirmation uh, of, of what he is there to do. But, uh, but John, again, we see it in all the Gospels. Um, Jesus is starting to, you can feel the, the, the tension within him of knowing what he's going to have to go through. Um, uh, John chapter 12 also um, connects back to Isaiah. 
Um, verse 39, it says, Therefore they could not believe, because Isaiah said again, He has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, lest they should see with their eyes, lest they should understand with their hearts, and turn so that I should heal them. These things Isaiah said when he saw uh, his glory and spoke of them. Then verse 42, Nevertheless, even among the rulers, many people, many believed in him. All right. So what this is... Um, Isaiah prophesied that there would be many who would miss the Messiah, who would not believe. And what John is writing down here is that that is happening. However, he acknowledges, and I think this is a, an important thought here, um, that uh, even among the rulers, many believed him, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue, for they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God, right? So they they actually, there were many people even in leadership and prominent positions who kind of believed that this Jesus was who he said, but they wouldn't openly support him. They wouldn't come out and say, say that because they were worried about the ramifications about what the world would do them. They desired praise of men more than praise of God. Um, I believe we're seeing a ton of this in our society today. Um, that there are many people who um, do not speak out on some of the societal issues that are happening um, because of a fear of, of the, the repercussions. And there are some real repercussions, and you have to speak out in a wise way. Um, but I, I think that one of the reasons that our society is where we are is because um, as the church and as Christians many times, uh, we don't speak out. Um, because we're, we're more fearful of what the world thinks of us than standing up for the things of God. And then it continues to say, uh, Jesus cried out and said, this is verse 44, he who believes in me believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And he who sees me sees him who sent me. I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me uh, should not abide in the darkness. All right, so again, John is big on the, the light and the dark aspect all the way from John chapter 1, right? The light has entered into the world. Um, then we get to Matthew 26, Mark 14, Luke 22. Um, we have the, the plot to kill Jesus. Uh, Matthew 26, verse 3, the chief priests and scribes and elders assemble at the place of the high priest uh, who was called Caiaphas and plotted to take Jesus by trickery and kill him. But they said, not during the feast, let there be an up, lest there be an uproar among the people. So they are planning this out. They want the Passover feast to happen before they take Jesus. Um, then we have uh, Jesus being anointed um, in, in Matthew. This is portrayed differently. It could be different places. Matthew and Mark probably are talking about the same one. Luke does this earlier um, in his, his gospels, so it very easily could have happened more than once. Um, but basically Jesus's feet are, are washed and clean, uh, with perfume and the disciples are upset, especially Judas. Uh, and, uh, Jesus says, you know, the poor you will always have with me. Do not chastise, uh, this woman. She is preparing me, um, for, for burial. Um, it's after this, um, that Judas, um, verse 14 of Matthew 26, um, 
the Judas Iscariot went to the chief priest, said, what are you willing to give me if I deliver him to you? And they counted out 30 pieces of silver. So from that time, he sought opportunity to betray him. So again, we don't fully understand and know Judas's motivation, um, but it does happen. Uh, it seems to happen after uh, this um, incident where a lot of money is spent um, on uh, washing Jesus' feet with the perfume. And then Jesus says, they're preparing me for my burial. And Judas is like, man, if he's going to die and be buried, then that means he's not the Messiah. Um, And all of a sudden, Judas, he starts questioning um, that because he can't understand it. So he allows his not being able to understand what Jesus is doing to overcome his trust in Jesus. Um, Mark 14 is uh, and talks about uh, the woman who anoints uh, Jesus. Again, at the end of that, Judas is uh, convinced he needs to betray Jesus. Uh, Luke 22 um, is the betrayal of, of Judas. Um, again, it, uh, it specifically says, verse 3, Then Satan entered Judas, surnamed uh, Iscariot, who was numbered among the twelve. So he went away and conferred with the chief priests and captains how he might betray them. Um, again, that's, you know, he uses that uh, spiritual warfare type of language that Satan entered into him. Um, again, this is the other two accounts don't say that. So Judas is opening that door to, to, to that temptation. And, and so now he is actually doing the work of Satan. Um, as we continue in uh, Matthew 26, Mark 14, Luke uh, 22, and then John 13, uh, we get to the Passover. We get to that last meal that Jesus shares uh, with the disciples. Um, um, chapter 26 of Matthew, um, uh, verse 23, says he answered and said, He who dipped his hand with me in the dish will betray me. The Son of Man indeed goes just as is written. Um, But woe to that man whom the Son of Man has betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he had not been born. Um, Then Judas, who was betraying him, answered and said, Rabbi, is it I? He said, you have said it. So there's this interesting interaction, and we don't know exactly how that played out, but uh, clearly Jesus was... um, was letting them know that there was someone who was going to betray him, uh, that it was Judas. Um, but it was kind of done in a way where there was a little bit of confusion. Um, the, the, what makes this even worse is that they were having a meal together, uh, having a meal, sharing a meal um, together was a sign of trust. Um, and so breaking that uh, was even, even added to the treachery, if you will, of what Judas uh, is doing. It's also at this time where we see Jesus change um, the the idea of what the Passover meal is uh, or, or add to it. Um, you know, that now we, we celebrate communion, we celebrate the Mass, or you celebrate uh, the Lord's Supper, you know, whatever different traditions call it different things. But it comes from this point where Jesus uses the elements of bread and of wine um, to indicate his death and resurrection. Matthew uh, 26, starting in verse 26, as they were eating, Jesus took the bread, blessed it, broke it, gave it to his disciples, said, take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, gave it to them saying, drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, 
which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit from the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new in my Father's kingdom. Um, so again, his body is going to be broken. His blood is going to be shed. That would have uh, probably been whenever they were uh, celebrating and kind of uh, toasting, if you will, to the, the cup of redemption. There would have been four cups that were, were used during the Passover meal, um, of sanctification of, of judgment and then of redemption and then of praise, the last one. Uh, this was probably the cup of redemption um, and because that happened right after the bread was broken in, that, in the meal. So the bread would have been broken and distributed and then Jesus would have uh, taken the cup of redemption, um, but he changed um, the, the liturgy um, where it used to be remembering the Passover lamb uh, from the people coming out of Egypt. Um, now we are remembering Jesus and his body being broken for us. Uh, Mark 14, 12 through 25, uh, has Jesus celebrating the Passover. Again, Judas is implicated. Uh, Luke chapter 22, 7 through 30 uh, is the Last Supper. Um, and then at the end of uh, Luke chapter 22, uh, you have the disciples arguing about uh, the, who's going to be the greatest. And Jesus says, uh, the king of the Gentiles ex exercises lordship over them, and those who exercise authority over them are called benefactors, but not so among you. On the contrary, he who is greatest among you, let him be as the younger, he who governs, uh, as he who serves. For who is greater, uh, he who sits at the table or he who serves? It is not he who sits at the table, yet I am among you as the one who serves. So Jesus, again, giving a different way of serving, a different understanding of what that means. Uh, John 13, 18 through 30, um, it talks about Jesus identifying, again, Judas as his betrayer. Um, then a, the rest of uh, John chapter 13 has Jesus washing the disciples' feet. There was a ceremonial hand washing that was normal, but Jesus extended that to washing the disciples' feet in John chapter 13. Of course, Peter says, no, you're not going to wash my feet. Um, but Jesus says, you, you have to, to, to let me. He says, uh, verse 9, uh, Simon Peter said, Lord, not my feet, uh, or uh, verse 7, said, uh, what I am doing you do not understand now, but you will know after this. He said, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered uh, him, if, you do not, if, if I do not wash you, you have no part with me. So Simon said, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Uh, so, you know, Peter in his exuberance, right? Um, however, we also know that very soon uh, Peter is going to betray or not betray, but is going to deny uh, that he knows Jesus. Uh, the end of John 13 um, has the new commandment. Um, Jesus says, uh, verse 34, a new commandment I give you that you should love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, uh, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Um, and then to finish out, Matthew 26, Mark 14, Luke 22, and, and also the very end of John 13. Um, this is where Jesus, they have now finished the meal. They're headed to the Mount of Olives. So soon Jesus is going to be arrested. Um, and um, Peter 
Um, Jesus, again, he says, uh, you, you are going to, to be scattered. Uh, Matthew 26, verse 31, Jesus said to them, all of you will be made to stumble because of me this night. Uh, for it, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. So that's another, uh, old Testament, uh, reference to Zechariah. Um, and, but then after I have been raised, I will go before you to Galilee. And then Peter jumps in and says, even if all are made to stumble, uh, I will never be made to stumble. And Jesus says, um, you will deny me three times before the rooster crows. Um, same thing in Mark chapter 14, uh, 26 through 31. Um, Luke 22, 31 through 38. Um, again, it attributes that, that Satan is using Peter, is tempting Peter with these thoughts uh, in an effort to weaken Jesus. Um, and in Luke, it actually, the, the conversation continues. Jesus talks to them, hey, did you need anything whenever I sent you um, on, on the road? And they said, no, nothing. Um, but th- this was interesting. In verse 36, he said, but now he who has a money bag, let him take it. And likewise, a knapsack, he who has no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. For I say to you that those that this which is written must still be accomplished in me. And he was numbered with transgressors for the things concerning me have an end. Um, and then it's interesting how it ends. It says, so they said, look, here are two swords. And he said, it is enough. Kind of like, no, we're not going down that road. We're not. We're not talking about this anymore, but he is, it is a look forward to what the disciples are going to have to endure. They are going to have to endure persecution, that it's going to be different, um, that it's going to be uh, a a challenge. Um, Then John chapter 13, 36 through 38, um, Jesus, Peter says, I will follow you. Jesus says, where I'm going, you can't go Um, again. um, And then Jesus lets him know you're going to deny me three times. All right. So that, that gets us to Jesus being in the Mount of Olives or in the, in the garden, um, where he will be arrested. So for Thursday, let's look at John chapter 14. So yeah, we'll do, uh, really John chapter 14 through 16. No, 14 through 17. Let's do that. Uh, let's do John chapters 14 through 17 for Thursday. All right. We'll see you then.